0: Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Welcome everybody to the Finnovate podcast. Joining me today, we have Jonathan Bell, partner at Red Compass Labs. Jonathan, thank you so much for being with me today. Hi, Greg. Thanks. Honored to be with you. Thank you for the invitation. Excellent. So let's start by just giving people an idea of the work that you're doing at Red Compass Labs, some really important pieces here. And I'll let you start off and just kind of introduce yourself and what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Yeah, thanks, Greg. So, so, so as, a, as a partner with Red Compass Labs, I guess I'm I'm working with an exceptional team of people who've got um, you know, 10, 15 plus years of experience in banking, working with the banks to affect transformational change in and around their payments and financial crime, processing systems and, and processing methodologies, really. Added to that, I guess, in recent years, we've added expertise from, I guess, um, secure government intelligence of how to use big data technologies to find needles in haystacks For various purposes, I won't go into here, but a real understanding of the technology. And what we're doing, actually, in Red Compass Labs today is bringing that experience of banking together with experience of how to use the data techniques and technologies available to find Um, evidences of what is actually a huge stain on our global society today, which is the modern slavery, human trafficking problem that we all face. And we're, we're keen to talk about it and keen to share what we know, what we can do with the banks and others to help try and do what we can to eradicate this problem. I think one thing that we've been doing of late particularly with with uh, the European Women in Payments Network, EWPN, is to really try to raise awareness across that network of people in the banks and financial institutions to, to know what's happening in this space and then what can be done about it. So excited to talk to you about it today, Greg.
0: Yeah, certainly something which I think needs to be discussed a lot more. And, and obviously, we're going to unpack this a little bit more. But there are a lot of ways that, that banks are kind of in a unique position to have access to the data that can really help solve this problem and help bring some of the, the, the perpetrators of human trafficking and, and slavery to, to justice. So let's let's start by kind of talking about this from the bank standpoint and really helping banks understand the role they have to play in fighting against these, these problems. Can you start by just kind of giving us an overview of you know, where the banks kind of have access to this data and what they can really do to help shed some light on this. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, firstly, it's important to say that, that we believe very strongly that a strong society needs a strong banking industry. But if we we have banking services running well, running properly for the people, then that's a way to make a strong society. And it's very important. It's like a cornerstone. It's foundational to a strong society today. So we're we're really keen to make that clear. So this is not about bashing the banks. But the banks are in a unique position, actually, that, of course, we buy and sell things. That's how economies work. That's how modern life works. And... The banks are the ones that are processing those transactions. And it's moved from um, being predominantly cash-based, I guess, a few years ago, to increasingly online transactions and, and faster and faster transactions moving from things that takes multiple days to instant payments. And as each of those transactions happens, as each of those payments moves, it moves through the bank. And the bank, therefore, has a tremendous opportunity and actually has real ability to gain insights into what those payments are and what the purpose of those payments are. So the scale of the money that moves is huge. And and sadly, wherever the payments move, as we know, people being people, and we've seen this throughout all of human history, where the payments move, where the money moves, their crime follows. And so the banks are in actually a unique position to be able to see into that, that data uh, and that these payments move to be able to understand what's going on and then to deal with that and start to address some of that problem.
0: I think that's really important, you know. And coming back to your initial point, a strong banking uh, ecosystem is really vital for any economy. I think that's absolutely true. Um, and at the same time, you know, I look at this less as something which is, um, you know, uh, necessary from a compliance standpoint, from a regulatory standpoint. Although certainly there are um, regulatory pieces which touch this area, but this is this is a moral issue here. This is something which, you know, you look at the some of the great injustices that are being perpetrated in our world right now are, are centered around these two pieces: human trafficking and slavery. And I think anybody who has the opportunity to find out about it, to do something about it, really does have a moral obligation to step in and, and try and fight against this. Because um, we are in a unique position right now. There's so much more data, so much more uh, of this is online and, and viewable online. There, there's records of a lot of these payments in a way that there weren't before that we can right. really start to engage with. And I think that's that's a really crucial piece. So um, I, I think you know it's important to stress, this is not a failure on the part of the banking ecosystem to this point, but it is something which I think is a moral and imperative um so you know That's obviously where, yeah. the the pandemic and and the kind of the last year have really changed a lot about people's financial habits a lot more has moved online how has this past year impacted financial crime more broadly and, and then human trafficking and slavery more specifically
1: well i think i think covid has changed everybody's lives and it's certainly changed in this space and if, if we think about financial crime being something that exists and has existed for a while, and we know that the banks have already responded to this, and some very large amounts of money have been paid in fines for, for failing to address this problem quickly enough. So I guess the bigger banks have thrown money at it, and have come a long way in that, so they're much more mature. But when we say financial crime, of course, that's a large uh, ranging thing from fraud to you know elder abuse, etc. But what we're Really focusing on more today is the modern slavery, human trafficking point, as you've touched on there, Greg. And that's a, a slice, I guess, within the wider, broader financial crime space. But it's sadly neglected too often, and um, that's what we need to raise awareness on. So, how has COVID changed that? Well, I guess many new habits have happened as we're as we're talking today. Uh, thousands of miles between us and technology allows us to be together and that's great but as the world has moved on to zoom meetings there have been um, various different things happening zoom bombing is a term i've heard more recently people crashing into the meetings but what what we are seeing though as more and more of our lives is moving online you know as, as you referred to The transactions are moving from um, cash being handed over down a dark alleyway somewhere and much more to online payments. And as you say, there's visibility then that's possible of those transactions. And I think, sadly, though many things have stopped um, during the pandemic, not least being able to get a haircut down the barbers on the high street, um, crime doesn't stop and crime finds new ways and they move the behaviour and they move their things online. I think we've seen that... um, cases of money muling has gone up, um, where where people are being sort of spoofed into sharing account details, and then they're being paid money, uh, and fraudulent transactions are moving through innocent people's accounts. um, And that kind of thing is happening on the rise. But in terms of specifically, I guess, the the modern slavery, human trafficking angle, people are being bought and sold. uh, And the scale of this problem is huge. I know there were some some newsworthy articles and incidents over the past year looking at um, slavery historically and so on. And, and, and your average person might imagine that slavery has largely stopped nowadays. But sadly, here's a number for you, 40 million people across the world considered to be victims of human slavery today. And that's a huge, wow. huge problem that's still very, very real. And and within that, sadly, many, many children and that is, for me, the most tragic part of it. And this is happening, and these transactions are being legitimised by working their way through the traditional banking environment. Um, There's things happening on, you know, the dark web. There's things happening in crypto lands, uh, and it's it's all of these things that we need to work to bring back together um, to understand what's happening, so we can address it. And I think COVID has changed the world, but perhaps it it more than just changed, it's accelerated changes that were happening anyway. And as that's happened, we've seen these, these, these instances of crime only going
0: up, sadly. Yeah, well, and and a couple of really interesting pieces to pull out of there. I, I love the kind of um, the, this image of the dark alley, right? This is what we think of when we think of illicit transactions. We think of a you know a dark alley somewhere, a cash transaction, you know, a suitcase full of money, or something from your know, TV shows that we watch. Yeah. But but actually, the dark alley exists inside of a bank walls in many cases and and you know simply a matter to some extent of just turning on the lights you know we we know where that alley is we we can see the transactions that are coming through and we now have the technology to be able to flag some of these so let's kind of turn the conversation we've got about 3 minutes left and i want to talk about specifically you know what people who are listening to this and thinking you know, i want to do something i want to try and help out Let, let's talk about what they can do you know either from the the bank standpoint or the fintech innovator standpoint what options are out there for people who are hearing this and want to make a difference? Well, I think that's exactly the, the call, right? So whether you're in banks or in fintechs,
1: I think there are things that you can do. And the first thing you can do is to, is to be more aware yourself, um, yourselves. And so to understand what it is that constitutes evidence of, of human trafficking in the data. So if you're working inside a bank, um, you have... Now we talked about at the outset of this conversation, perhaps a moral obligation on behalf of your fellow human beings to do what you can as you come closer to this, this subject, this topic. So I think raising awareness is about how do you spot the signs? How do you know in the data what it is that is that constitutes um, human trafficking crime, whether that's with children or adults um, or otherwise? And I think, for example, our partners at EWPN are doing a lot of work to raise awareness in this space for the banks to to help understand what it is that they need to identify and what they can spot the signs. And that's very much obviously in the banks, in the branches still, there are still people coming into the branches, but, but increasingly so it's in the data. So if you are in a bank and you're working with the data, the transaction data, understanding these payment flows, you will see some of these signs in that data. And there's things that you can do to help raise that awareness and to act on it. I think there's... So what we're doing in Red Compass Labs is we're trying to work with the banks to, to raise awareness of what we call red flag red flag accelerators. What are those data items that that highlight the fact that human trafficking is happening in your data? And if you to go to Red Compass Labs um, website, you'll be able to find some details on that. and We'd love to talk more with you about it. Equally, you can go to the EWPN website um, and see what they're doing. And I think in May, there is a Particular town hall webinar coming up that you've been more than welcome to join up and listen to to learn a bit more about how to see what's happening and what to do about it. I think if you are in a in a bank, that's key. You can understand what's flowing through your systems. If you're in a fintech, maybe you're thinking, well, this doesn't relate to me. We're technology, we're technology. But if you're fintech, you're financial services technology. So you're playing in some some part, whether that's greater or smaller, with data inside financial services organisations. It's all about money movements of one type or another. It's all about payments. So you are likely also processing or manipulating or analysing the data that is going through that payment cycle. So you too... Should try to do what you can to understand and spot the signs as this human trafficking data flows through your environment i think that's really important and i would just call out there's a there's a party that we've been working with over the last couple of years in here in the uk stop the traffic and they're, they're across in the us as well and they're working around the world and they've been around a long time trying to raise awareness in this fight look them up look up stop the traffic too. If I could point you in three places, look at EWPN, look at Stop the Traffic, and of course, do come to us at Red Compass Labs. We'd love to talk more about it. I think it's key that we share the knowledge that we have so that more people know what to look for and what to do. That's work from the UK government is doing. The the independent um, um, anti-slavery commissioner, Dame Sarah Thornton, is doing great work on some of her partners like Themis. Then there's the traffic analysis hub. All of these parties are working to raise awareness and, and get into the banking community to really help explain what we need to do, what we need to do to look for it. So I think there's raising awareness is key collaboration is absolutely key and then finally data 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 as everything moves from the back alleys the dark alleyways into into the lights to some extent within the banks let's really work to shine a light on that data that we do have captured now so every online transla- transaction and um, it all leaves a trail but it can be found and it can be put back together. And it can be expensive, it can be time-consuming, it can be daunting. I think to come back to your earlier point, there is a moral obligation that we have to act on this. So that's why we're involved at Red Compass Labs. We want to act, we want to help the banks act, we want to help our partners effect change in this on behalf of our fellow human beings, who, let's face it, are suffering, and they're suffering in their millions.
0: So now is the yeah. time to act. Yeah, certainly the scope of the problem, I think is something that most people don't think about, don't want to think about, but it's something that's absolutely vital. We all need to be aware. And at the first step, obviously understanding what the problem looks like, and then taking that next step and trying to figure out how you can be a part of the solution. Um, Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and getting some more information around this. I would encourage anybody who's listening to uh, click on the links that we'll have in the episode description here for you. So you can learn a little bit more about them. And really just the more you understand about it, the more you talk to other people about it, the more light we can shine collectively as an industry on this, the, the better. So uh, it's something that, um, you know, again, Jonathan, really appreciate you taking the time and walking us through this. I think it's really important for everybody in the fintech and banking ecosystems to be thinking about this and to be aware. And hopefully we can make some really positive steps towards solving it and really tackling this.
1: Thanks, Greg. It's a pleasure to be with you today. I appreciate your support in this fight. We're, we're trying to love our neighbor, and this is one way that we can do it by working together in this space. So I appreciate the time. Great to talk to you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely.